free from director Warburton's believes the gluten-free space is going to see an interesting blend of activity over the next three to five years. He says the demand for free from is clearly here to stay, but there has to be continued focus on quality. The expectations of anyone following a gluten-free diet, whether it be for medical reasons or just a lifestyle choice, are going to be pretty demanding, particularly on the taste and quality of gluten-free products. And so it should be. He also predicts the gluten-free space will see a bigger migration out of the free-from fixture into convenience, noting a trial currently being undertaken by UK discount store chain Poundlab. Warburton's has also refreshed the look of its gluten-free range to pop out on a typically busy shelf and bring the brand more in line with Warburton's core offering. It has also collaborated with chef, author and culinary editor Anna Barnett to create five new bespoke recipes using the Warburton's gluten-free range. We chat to Chris about the changes in the progress and his predictions for the free from space. Why has Warburton's Gluten-Free been given a brand refresh? Um, it's something we've been considering for a little while. Obviously, back in um, 2000 and where are we now? 2008, early 2018, right. we um, we changed away from Newburn Bakehouse to Warburton's Gluten-Free and had a very distinct um, uh, refresh and a brand image um, introduced. And that worked well. Uh, I mean, the main the main point of that was really to draw people's attention to the fact that Warburton's were making gluten free bread, bread based products, um, and that worked really effectively. What we did start to find, though, um, just talking to consumers and just looking at the fixtures ourselves, is as you probably know, the free from fixture is is quite busy right. um, and fragmented. And our products were getting lost because they use they used black as the predominant um, background color, um, and to a certain extent they got lost on the fixture. So um, with some market research and really some input and commentary from from consumers, we decided to um, revitalize the, um, the the Warburton's gluten free brand image by introducing the the iconic Warburton's orange. Because um, the the orange color is very synonymous with Warburton's as as, as the core brand, right. uh, and this was on the back of initially as launching a gluten free version of the white toasty loaf, um, which again is an iconic sort of sub brand within um, the Warburton's core portfolio, um, and it utilizes orange, you know, predominantly. So that was the first product or skew if you like that carried the new look um, so then we've continued to roll that out and, and are doing so through the whole range um, and by around October of this year we'll have got our, all our range in this new look um, Warburton's gluten-free bright orange really stands out on the fixture um, and I guess from our perspective it also leans in a bit more and with the core brand uh, and right, we get some leverage on the core brand. So as we find more and more consumers of the free from fixture are traditional consumers, as in, you know, 
used to buying core products uh, and maybe topping out with the occasional gluten-free, at least they can recognize that there is a core bakery brand operating in the, the free-from um, fixture. Um, so there's just that recognition that, oh, yes, uh, Warburton's do do gluten-free. And great, they're doing the toasty. Great, they're doing the crumpets uh, gluten-free. I think it just gives consumers confidence that there's a mainstream brand doing gluten-free as well. Was this all done in-house? And we had expert advice with the initial rebrand from Newburn Bakehouse to Warburton's gluten-free um, from an external agency point of view. Um, when we made this change, we didn't think it was a significant change because it was changing, as I say, the, the colour. Um, much of the architecture of the brand has, well, it has stayed the same. Um, so it was replacing black for orange. Um, so we, we used a, a designer that we use for a lot of our uh, sort of packaging changes, shall we say, as, as, as a total business. And he gave us a couple of alternatives. Um, we tested those internally and externally um, to see which resonated um, and got the best recall and stand out on fixture. We um, did some work um, with fixtures and with uh, various retailers to see how they looked on their free front fixtures. But that was all managed in-house. Um, we did, um, as I say, work with a designer, which was very much an external-based um, individual, but there was no specialist agency involved um, on this time round. Okay. The range was launched in 2011. Uh, please tell us how it's evolved over the past nine years. Yeah, has it, and, and you're right. You're right, Julie. It has, has evolved. Um, when it started out, it started out, again, as a Warburton's gluten-free, weed-free branded product. Um, I think the only thing was at that point in time, the quality of the product was, was not um, good enough. And, and it really let the, the name down because quality is synonymous with, with Warburton's. Um, so we worked very hard on developing and, and reworking a lot of the, the, the recipes and, and spending a lot of time in terms of making sure our products were reaching a, a quality level that we thought was, and rightly so, um, was sustainable uh, and, and right for the, for the area, for the market. Um, and in doing that, we also felt we need to step away from the, the Warburton's brand because consumers were slightly confused, um, not really understanding why Warburton's as a, as a core bakery were producing gluten-free. How can you do that in a bakery where the product might be contaminated, despite the fact that we have a completely standalone gluten-free bakery, um, which has nothing to do in terms of infrastructure with a, with a core bakery. Um, we decided to launch the Newburn Bakehouse brand um, but it was Newburn Bakehouse by Warburton's, but we downplayed the Warburton's piece. And that was really just to give us um, some momentum in, in the free from uh, arena uh, and build up the portfolio and continue to focus on the quality and, and if you like, rework the recipes, re-scrutinize the ingredients that we're using um, to aspirationally get to um, a product quality that's comparable with our core um, bread products. And when we felt we were getting close to that, particularly with our artisanal range, 
we felt the time was right to, if you like, flip it back into Warburton's. And that's when we stepped away from Newburn Bakehouse um, and then used Warburton's Gluten-Free as the predominant and the, and the only brand name. Um, and we're, we're confident of that, so much so that the Warburton's Gluten-Free brand name appears on some of our um, trunk of vehicles now that go up down the country moving um you know moving bread around the country um and you know we're, we're proud that we we do have a a really strong range of gluten-free products can you tell me about your new toasty uh we launched with uh sainsbury's early this year um mm -hmm. so it's around march april time this year uh and that's doing very well it's um as i say in sainsbury's only at the moment but we're talking to other retailers as well but we're really pleased with that um it's a lovely white soft product um, and it you know it uh, it looks apart and eats really well so we're we're really pleased a 400 gram it's not an 800 gram so it's a, it's a slightly smaller slice but price wise it's um, you know it's, it's it's getting to a price level which is starting to be um, more in line i wouldn't say it's absolutely in line but more in line with with core products which i think is important as well you recently teamed up with chef, author, and culinary editor Anna Barnett to create five new bespoke recipes. Can you tell me more about the motivation behind this, and do you see this as a step more into the D2C space? Well, the, the reason this came about was the we've we literally um, started a, a campaign um, this week called uh, Gluten Freedom. Mm -hmm. which is um, highlighting some of our iconic products in the, the gluten-free range, the Warburton's gluten-free range, um, using social channels, um, so Twitter, Instagram, etc., Pinterest, um, to communicate and Facebook. So we're, we're out there talking about, and we're using footage um, to sort of demonstrate the versatility and just the, the actual, the new brand look as well. Um, so it's a combined sort of, promotional campaign to consumers um, and one of the things that we've learned is that people who buy into free from uh, are very active on on social and they also respect the opinion of um, if you like brand ambassadors uh, and influencers and I think it's important that we engage um, with the, with those sort of people especially people who are having to experience a gluten-free diet themselves and so have a really deep understanding and empathy with right. what anybody's going through and um, you know Anna is um, a really keen supporter of Warburton's gluten-free long before we started to have a discussion with her and um, we thought it was quite interesting when earlier this year she launched um, a cookery book called how to be gluten-free and keep your friends which is uh -huh. uh, quite humorous in its sense um, in its title, but you know she she has has explored a number of obviously for her recipe book a number of um, recipes to make gluten free and following a gluten free diet even more um, exciting and stimulating and, and satisfying and, and enjoyable. Which you know at the end of the day, any any sort of eating that we do, ultimately you want to enjoy what's put in front of you and you want to enjoy what you're preparing. Um, and Anna sort of brings that enthusiasm to um, all the all the recipes um, that she's developed. So we thought it'd be really good to um, to engage with her directly. Um, you know, she's a strong influencer, 
using social anyway um but as much for the work that she's been doing on on recipes um and you know she has created you know five new recipes for this campaign which are you know you just wouldn't imagine um yourself doing but she's uh explored them and uh and, and develop them and and they taste great and they're really good really good and Wonderful. no i i didn't i didn't have a go uh <laughs> and i didn't have a hand in devising them um there's no <laughs> she's got egg on toast and beans on toast is sort of my my, my limitation uh right. I, I, yeah which is your favorite recipe I guess um, well, I'm very I'm very fond of the, um, the of our tiger loaf. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that's my sort of go to uh, go to the tiger bloom. That's my go to product. And uh, I mean, you you would if, if anybody is following a um, uh, just you know just eating normal bread and then swaps to our tiger, you'd be hard pushed to tell the difference. Uh-huh. So th- there's a recipe that um, uses the gluten-free pasta, uh, which we don't make, but there's a gluten-free pasta, and it's put into a, a buttered bread bowl, uh, and the bread oh, bowl yeah, is yeah. made of the um, the tiger bloomer sliced up, but it just gives it that extra bite. It's you know, full of flavour. It's great. Really Sound, good. Sounds wonderful. Really yeah. does. Yeah, it's very good. And then you asked the question about D to C space. Yes. Um, that's something that, obviously because of the current um, situation in the country, that's something we have explored um, and we tend to work closely with online providers in terms of the, the retailers, so working closely um, with the likes of Tesco, etc., but also um, the more recognised online retailers like Ocado. But during the, the sort of peak of the, the the crisis at the very beginning when there was a lot of panic buying we did team up um with a business called hawkshead relish right. which are and they are based in hawkshead in the lake district but they um they run a very efficient home delivery um process uh, and business for their um their range of jams and relishes uh, of which they're all gluten-free so there was a, there was quite a good link um, and as they're just over in the Lake District, they're not far from Newcastle or Newburn, where we bake all the products. Right. So they were acting as our um, specialist home delivery partner, um, which was really good to have in those early you know, weeks and months of the, uh, of the lockdown when people were struggling to find gluten-free products on the shelf. How has Warburton's Gluten-Free dealt with the coronavirus outbreak? Well, I would suggest um, we've maintained supply throughout um, the the crisis, um, mm-hmm. and the, the, as I've alluded to, there was there was a real spike in demand at the very beginning, as we know, and which is well publicised. A, a lot of um, supermarkets were well, all supermarkets were completely overwhelmed with demand as people stocked up at the very beginning of the lockdown, and that impacted on our supply. And, and, and our demand of gluten-free to all the retailers in the UK, so much so that we you know we did struggle in the early days to uh, manufacture enough, and we had to uh, rest some lines and just focus on uh, key key products to make sure they got out there. Um, that has stabilised now. Uh, it was interesting that the free from market um, saw this incredible spike and then fell back slightly just based on the fact that not many people were going into store to buy 
Um, but there's there's been significant recovery. And I think also in those early days, um, people who are, you might call lifestylists, who are buying into this, uh, but don't have to follow a gluten-free diet, were, were thinking, look, health is not a concern. I just want to have something to eat. Um, that's come back full circle now. And um, the, the, the whole market is kicking on. And there's still as much demand now as there was um, pre the lockdown. And uh, I think it's just interesting as retailers are looking at the, the fixtures and what they offer. And um, there's plenty of discussions going on about, you know, what should be next in terms of um, innovation, etc. So what are your predictions and management plans for the next, say, three to five years? Um, I don't think the change drastically from what we talked about last time um, you and I spoke, Jill, is that the demand for free from is clearly here to stay. It's been around a long time now. Um, it's still a, a relatively niche area, but what we're seeing is it's becoming more and more mainstream in terms of, and by that what I mean is mainstream brands um, introducing a gluten-free option. Um, right. So you see it with Quaker Oats, you see it with a lot of the um, the big uh, brewery brands, Peroni, etc. Um, have all got a gluten-free option. Um, McVitie's have got gluten-free um, options with their biscuits. So there's not just specialist uh, gluten-free brands out there, um, of which there are many, but there are also um, familiar um, mainstream brands adopting gluten-free, which I think is, is great because it, it does um, make it much more acceptable for people. I think um, any, any consumer that's buying into Free From doesn't want to be stigmatized. And I think it's really important that people um, and everybody has a, a good selection and, and a choice of, of uh, gluten-free products, but they have to be really good quality. And I think that is one of my predictions is I think there has to be a continued focus on quality so that the eating quality and it's got to meet consumer expectations. Um, again, as I say, if a lifestyler or somebody who's adopting a gluten-free diet is moving out from eating a, a mainstream product, their expectation of quality and taste is going to be um, pretty demanding. And so it should be. And so it should be for anybody who is on a, a strict gluten-free diet for medical reasons. There's no reason they should be you know, given a substandard product. So I think there's got to be a focus on that. And I guess over the next three to five years, what will start to happen um, is perhaps a migration out of a free-from fixture. So you'll see gluten-free products, which we're seeing already, appearing elsewhere within supermarkets. And I think gluten-free will follow the trend that we're seeing at the moment, which is more convenient stores taking gluten-free options. Um, we've got a trial going on, along with another number of other gluten-free brands in Poundland at the moment. Um, now, who'd have thought Poundland, no disrespect to Poundland, would be adopting um, a gluten-free selection to offer their consumers. But they are. And I think that's those sort of step changes are significant. And then they also, the, the, as you talked about before, the D2C, the, the online, um, I guess, the online channel is going to attract more and more consumers because consumers are already there um, because of what's just been happening over the last couple of months. So I think it's going to be an interesting blend of activity over the next three to five years. Uh, I suppose it is a pretty, it's, it's all about what, what you innovate and what you introduce. Um, 
and, and and the strength of the brand going forward. 